0: For the players, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper, and this is for the players—the pop culture's PlayStation podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in the games mini-combined. I thank you for joining us in this
1: PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on podcast services including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. But if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you
0: want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you can watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash the as well as our merchandise store podcast.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it god damn it has been hot this weekend it has been absolutely like the, the poorest weather of weather for up until like the last two days so here in melbourne saturday sunday it, 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 disgustingly it's disgustingly
1: hot it's been, it's been winter until friday afternoon yeah and then it became summer and then it's going back to winter tomorrow yeah. morning yeah. As we hit eighteen and fucking rainy storms.
0: Yeah, so it's been what thirty three today, thirty yesterday in Geelong,
1: it's fucking thirty five where I was today out in Lara. Ugh, it's, yeah, gross.
0: it's gross. And like you know, our, as we discussed last time, this house is uh, my house has no no insulation, so it's trapped heat like a bastard. So I'm probably gonna start. I gotta start opening windows and letting air circulate and stuff in the house because it's just it's just minging. But I did get to like the one advantage of the heat because I did not have a dryer is I got all my washing done. Adulting, <laughs> So that was good. All my washing I've ever needed done. I scrubbed living piss out of my barbecue today. Like you know, cleaned it, completely degreased it. It looks beautiful. It looks amazing. Left it in the left it in the sun to dry. Perfect, absolute perfect, hundred percent good yeah. use of my day, yes. or at least the morning.
1: What about you? Ah, uh, fuck off today. Oh I yeah, woke, I woke, up at four thirty this morning, played some uh, Midnight Suns until my kid woke up at six yeah. thirty, uh, and then uh, proceeded to watch bullshit kids shows until like ten, and then went out and played played with the water and went to went to Bunnings fucking twice. Oh yeah. Which can never- Cause you should never go to Bunnings just once. No, I went to Bunnings just once today. So
0: that was I, went, one. I, I yeah. bought a gas cylinder, though, so it was like super easy. Yeah. I put a plunger. What was wrong? Why would you have to get to back the
1: toilet? Oh, I needed an air pump as well, but I wasn't told about that until after I got back oh. from Bunnings.
0: Okay, cool. T-
1: turns out Bunnings don't sell Project. Well, air
0: pumps. Yeah, apparently. Well, you've, you learn something new, new on this podcast every week. Weird,
1: like camping store and i felt really awkward
0: and well, yeah because no, you don't look like you camp like no i'm just here for a pump just like there's outdoors yeah <laughs> look, look i normally hang out inside and uh i don't know what to do yeah uh... oh but yeah yeah it's been pretty pretty low-key week not a, not a whole lot to report on my side but what we think we should, we should talk about is the games we've been playing. Because that's pretty much the the nature of the show. And it's what what our week has mostly been. And uh, there's two games that we'll talk, discuss today. and we'll probably, Actually, no, let's, get things, let's get this out of the way. No, change of plans. Two games we're talking about this week. They both dropped on the same day. One of them we played a little bit early. One of them we, had, we, we were playing on the day. And that is uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. And the other is the Callisto Protocol. So, Callisto Protocol... Max, you bought it. Flipped the disc. I Flip the disc my way. Marvel's Midnight Suns came from two uh, k and Z. Uh, Max, which one did you want to touch on first?
1: Well, let's start with Callisto because I, I played a lot more of uh, I played a lot more of, more of Midnight Suns.
0: No. Uh, so as
1: as you alluded to, I picked up Callisto Protocol release day. I played the first two ish hours, so the Callisto Protocol is. That spiritual success uh, successor to Dead Space—it's that uh, spooky horror, atmospheric type game—and it's not for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you boot it up, and essentially uh, you play through it, and you—you are a ship captain. Your ship gets boarded and damaged. You crash land somewhere, and then you get sent to a a jail, and then you start the game. Mm. Like the the begins. Seems cool. It looks. Stunning. Apparently yeah. it doesn't run on any other console but PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, it also turns out that Sony apparently supplied 150 workers to help the uh, help the game uh, get get made, so that's explains yeah. why it only runs on fucking PlayStation and nothing I'm else. I'm sure it works in its advantage, yes. <laughs> but yeah, the, the game looks stunning. Uh, it really does. It, it does set that mood and atmosphere of the horror very, very quickly which is cool that's you know that's what it's supposed to do. Unfortunately for me the moment to moment gameplay and the combat was just infuriating and bland. Okay. So the similar to that of Dead Space it you know you start off with a melee weapon. And the combat's cool. They 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 try and do something very interesting with uh it's do- with their dodge mechanics. So it shows you uh, very early on when you first get into combat Uh, It slows everything down, and it's like, this guy's swinging this way. So make sure you're holding this direction so you dodge out of the way. Cool. Makes sense. And then they're like, now he's swinging in the opposite direction, so make sure you hold the other direction so you dodge out of the way. Cool. In theory, great. In practice, absolute dog shit. Mm -hmm. Half the time it doesn't work. You feel like you're dodging in the right direction, but it's like, no, you're not. About thirty percent of the time it plays the dodge animation but you still get hit anyway. Okay. Or if you if you happen to dodge but hit any part of the terrain, it also stops the dodge and you instantly get hit. Okay. So that kinda of sucks. It also doesn't help that it takes fucking thirty years to turn around because the sensitivity the, the look sensitivity is so egregiously low. And it cannot be turned up in any settings whatsoever. Uh, there's no, there's no uh, look sensitivity settings uh, at all in the game. And now I get that it's by design. That you, you know, it wants you to feel that... <laughs> I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's just... Heavy. It, it tra- heavy, but it translates to clunky, in okay. my opinion. Okay. And it got to the point where if if there are two enemies on the screen at once... And one of them gets behind you, is fucked. You can't turn around fast enough to dodge or block or hit the damn thing. Um, in, in typical uh, survival horror style games, you get one to two hits and you're dead. Mm, okay. What difficulty are you playing on? I'm playing on standard, so I think there was uh, minimum security, medium. standard, and then maximum security. Yeah, is yeah minimum, medium, things. maximum, yeah. So I, I went straight to the middle, as i normally do when i'm when i'm playing stuff for review um so i got a little bit in so i essentially got two melee weapons a ranged weapon and access to a essentially like a gravity control like the gravity gun from halo or half-life sorry but in the form of a glove so i was like force gripping people so once i got once i got that it, it it has a little tutorial on how to use it so it supplies you with an enemy and it's like hold down l2 to aim Push the push the corresponding button to grip them, and then push another button to throw them. I'm like, cool, that that makes sense. So I do it. I grab them, and then they instantly shake it off, and then it rips my fucking face off, and I die. I'm like, okay, cool, that's weird for a tutorial. <laughs> Did it again. It worked the second time. So I don't. Know, I'm not quite sure what happened the first time, but yeah. It, and it has with the ranged weapon. It had this really. In what I, I thought was going to be a very interesting mechanic to begin with. So it has essentially this smart aim function. So when you attack, it'll bring up a little reticule on your screen and if you look in that direction and quick tap the the ADS button and shoot, you can quickly whip out your pistol and get like a critical shot on an enemy. Mm-hmm. Half the time it misses them. Mm. And the other time, and um, when I when it does land, it feels like it doesn't do enough damage to warrant the, the use of... What little ammo I have to begin with, uh, it's easier to just smack the shit out of them with my with my bat. Are there any like
0: RPG building mechanics to sort of not increase those stats?
1: Not to where, not where I'm up to. So I've, I've I'm essentially like I've done the first couple of missions. I've escaped myself, done a few bit of exploring. I played for about two hours. So granted, I haven't played heaps of it, but my understanding is it's about a ten to twelve hour game so unfortunately it's just for me it just felt a bit too clunky for my liking it felt Mm. very unfair and unforgiving in some of its combat encounters um it does very yeah okay and it does have a stealth mechanic where you can kind of crouch and get an instant shiv on an an enemy but half the time they just spot you out of nowhere they'll just randomly turn around Mm. Uh, some of them you can kind of see what predetermined path they're going to be walking and looking at and other times they just do quick 180s, which you also don't have access to. A lot of a lot of those tankiest uh, controlled games uh, will normally give you a quick 180 turn. That's, that's lacking here. Um, I feel that would fix a lot of the issues that I'm having with the game, just giving me a little bit more mobility so I don't feel quite so overwhelmed if it throws more than one enemy at me at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there is a way to block which is just holding back on the directional stick as you're getting hit but you still take damage when blocking you don't truly block okay um so yeah i just found combat to be quite frustrating uh it's really hard to tell if the enemies are are doing combo attacks so if they swing left and right you obviously have to dodge right and left but sometimes they only swing once and that gives you an opening to kind of melee bash them but sometimes they don't um yeah what's the word i'm looking for advertise uh um indicate that they're going to combo you Mm -hmm. so you go you you dodge the first time and as you go to swing they're just like and fucking bitch slap you in the face (laughs) and it feels like you get stun locked but they don't most of the time okay so there was just this weird frustration that i was getting which is You know, weird because I love games like Dark Souls. I was going to say,
0: it's very interesting for you to be like, this game's unfair and unforgiving. But but like.
1: There's a a difference between having a dedicated block button where I have a dedicated block button or a dedicated dodge button where I have like iframes. Whereas this is just. It felt more like a roulette of whether or not it was going to work for me,
0: unfortunately.
1: Now, there are accessibility options where you can auto dodge and do all that stuff. Um, I didn't turn those on. Well, because that
0: it's it's interesting because that's not what the game's intending. Yeah, like like but, accessibility uh, options are fantastic for those that need it. But I guess when it comes to review, what the way that we approach is we play the game as delivered. Yeah, so we won't add those I alterations.
1: Just, and like I, I went into this you know wanting to you know I, I, it definitely delivered on the, like the spooky side of things. There were some really cool jump scares, atmospherically. It was great. You know, I played it with headphones on, turned all the lights off. Like, it it looks stunning. Like, it really does. But unfortunately, yeah, for me, the gameplay just wasn't there it just wasn't feeling it
0: interesting but, yeah. well yeah because like so i myself because um, once you're like hey this game's not for me he can you here's the disc you play um and admittedly i got way into the next game i'm going to talk about so i haven't uh, I've, I've put about 10 20 minutes in on it. not even like i've literally just done the opening sequence so like i booted up just before we came into the record and yeah so i see the the beginning so they're what they're, they're very very similar to that of like Dead Space and Dead Space 2, like they kind of open the game with a sort of what, quite a frenetic uh, scene to sort of build that suspense really quickly. So it starts off, you know, you're on a ship and you're two individuals. As you said, Max, game looks fucking fantastic. Like it looks really brilliant. Um, and just in terms of like, uh, just overall, it looks great. It's very, very, it seems very, because they're doing that very corridor dri- corridor driven delivery that like dead space was known for is that you have the advantage of almost like resident evil two, I'd kind of probably the most simplest example in, in, especially the remake is that like, Hey, because we're sectioning things off, we don't have to render a giant open world. We can really make it look good. So when you look at like RE2 with we're using the use of the RE engine, like, like that game looks oh amazing and this to me this had a it had a very similar look in that way in that there's you see an, an individual at the front and the jaws all hanging off and you're like that looks fucking gnarly but it looked, looked very similar to that of, of Resident Evil 2 for me um I understand where you're coming from because I'm once you get in like the 20 minutes of maximum that I've played uh this is v- super early impression so please in no way take what I say is any sort of um, real true impression on the game max after playing you know two hours out of a 10 hour game it's a pretty substantial chunk um I, yeah, I can certainly see what they're going for with the controls. It does have that heaviness to it, like, not sluggishness, but there is a weight to to the movement. But it still feels fluid enough for me so far, but not having gotten any, combat, any major combat encounters yet, I, I've not seen that in action, whether, like, is that a disadvantage to me? Now, I know that you're a fan of games with a much faster movement, so I can understand why this would be a challenge for you, but even with games that you do play like your dark souls etc you do move slower but the camera is wider so you don't feel as trapped i guess but so what they're doing is by having the the third it's the third person over the shoulder right so by having that super locked into the character so you only sort of see yeah from their butt just above their head it creates, <clears throat> it creates a really claustrophobic sense, which is what they're going for. It's part of the space spooks. So, but that also drastically restricts your vision by design. So, as you mentioned, Max, if someone gets behind you, you're fucked, which is part of the gimmick, I presume. But like, you then have to have the ability, the, the 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 control scheme or the the fluidity in, in the, the animations, etc., to make it work. So, mm. I truly feel that, like, yeah, what they're going for is they're hearkening towards. Um, I guess at a modern day equivalent of tank controls and it he feels heavy turning slow, but like it's, you know, it, it's not as locked in as tank controls where you have to walk, stop, turn, walk, stop, turn. You get that, that, you know, dual stick movement. Um, but with a slower sort of hit and it looks fine and like that to me it's fine so far there's I once again nowhere near enough to really have a solid stance on it. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of sharing my very 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 early initial impressions uh, on it but yeah like at least visually it's impressive like so far I've seen enough for me to go oh, Oh, I'm interested in seeing yeah, where this it's, is going. It is,
1: it is stunning.
0: Yeah, but, not, but even like the little story beats we've hit so far, I go, oh, okay, cool. Like the
1: actor that's the main character, is he a well-known actor? He looks like a dude I that so. I know. Like, I, mean, he I looks- mean, the only person I I um instantly recognized was um, fucking uh, Sam... W- uh, what's his name? The guy who voiced um, Darth Maul in the animated... Oh, uh Star Wars one. Sam Whitwell. Yeah, Whitwell. Whitwell. Yeah, and the chicks out. But yeah, the the dude looks hence like the, hence the hence the screaming of Kenobi in our group chat the other. Oh, one.
0: that makes more sense. Okay, I was just thought you were just yelling Kenobi for some reason. <laughs> um,
1: because yeah, I couldn't. Um. Oh yeah, Josh. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce his last name.
0: Uh, Josh Dumal. Yeah, D U H A M E L. Wasn't he in tra-
1: he's Transformers? He's
0: the. Oh, yeah, that's where I know him. All right, cool. But yeah, like, so having like, interaction on the Face I went, oh, I know you. I don't know where, but I know you. And that's kind of uh, where it started for me. But yeah, no, look, the game so far is pretty cool. I find it. Once again, way too early well, to really have any strong impressions on it. Um, that's fine. One the game we have been playing, though, and the maximum makes my breath really enjoying is Marvel's Midnight Suns. So, as mentioned, thank you to 2K Australia for providing us the review code for this. So, ty- Marvel's Midnight Suns is made by the team of Firaxis, best known for XCOM, uh, and they've essentially made a tactical RPG uh, with card-based mechanics based on the Marvel Universe. So, for me, as a big lover of the tabletop tactical role-playing game with card-based mechanics, the Marvel Crisis Protocol, it's, this game is, when you get to do combat, this game is exactly <laughs> MCP. It's great. Sadly, in my initial impressions, there's a lot of times when you're not in combat, and that kind of lags, and it hangs out a little too long, but when you really? do get to combat, it's pretty good.
1: i kind of digging that part of it, man.
0: All right, look, here's the, so <laughs> the, here's the premise, right? Bad guy named Lilith, she's back, here to fuck shit up, you play as a character called The Hunter uh, you mean whatever gender you so choose, you come, you get woken up out of this long-ass slumber, you know, you're kind of one of, this, one of these immortal peoples, uh, and then you then have to essentially rebuild the team of the Midnight Suns and lead them.
1: You, you are of the blood.
0: You're of the blood, and you are a part of the Midnight Suns to then, uh, uh save the world from this, this badass lady this person and uh yeah then you just proceed to collect characters and pick up little thingies and 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 go on and meet new characters and do so max please tell me your thoughts and then we can i'm trying to be vague but also i want to hear your thoughts
1: then get specific so uh this this game is a super max game oh, yeah. i'm i'm doing it. so card-based combat love it tactical rpg love it it kind of has Something similar to, like, um... The, I'm trying to think of what the, the exact phrasing or term is. The the social links of Persona. Yeah, that's probably a good example, yeah. That, that's kind of like your downtime, which is what you're not digging so much. So, essentially, your, your hub is known as the Abbey. And the Abbey has a bunch of fucking shit for you to do. Or, you can do none of it, and you can just do uh your mission beats your, your your combats so it runs on a day night cycle so during the day you essentially give you a bunch of tasks and during the day you can do one mission and then once you do that mission you return to the abbey and then it becomes night time and you can kind of free roam you can I do mean. hangouts with your uh, hangouts with your with your friends uh and as you increase their friendship level it allows you to do cool combo attacks it gives you upgraded card mechanics for your combat it gives them special buffs in their combat when you when you pick them as allies because you only get to pick so far where i'm up to i'm on day nine which is about five-ish hours in you only pick three characters to to do combat missions with Uh, some combat missions have you uh, automatically pick some characters some characters like are required for those missions but generally speaking you get to pick three out of the group um i have some favorites blade is one of them mm-hmm. blade, blade is f- fantastic um but yeah so i'm i'm kind of digging that that social bit you know you, you you get to hang out with the crew you get to know a little bit more about them so if you're uh if you're kind of new to like the the marvel characters because some of these are very um some of these haven't hit mcu yet so yeah. they're not as widely known as the rest of them, um, so obviously you've got the you've got the big ones that everyone kind of knows. You have got you know Doctor Strange is there, Starks there, Captain Marvel, all those big names of the, who they're constantly referred to as the Avengers in the game, as opposed to the group of the Midnight Suns, which is a smaller offbeat group of heroes that do their own thing. But man, it's it's real good. It, at first, I had that that kind of uncanny like these aren't the characters that I'm used to seeing because obviously they do not look like their MCU representatives, which is good. Um, it's it's nice to, to you know take a step away from those. Character models do look uh, interesting at times. Sometimes mm-hmm. they, they they do look a little bit lacking. Other times they're they're great. Um, now, Buddy Watson in the chat, how many hours have you played? I think I'm about six ish, five ish, six ish. I'm at day nine. I've got like thirty saves. I'm at like day I'm five people, or something. I'm one of those people that saves after they do something just in case I fuck it up <laughs> and I want to go back because um, there's so much to do. So outside of the outside of the combat, which is generally just, um, it's either kill specific target here, kill all enemies, or you know do a specific objective in the in the time frame, whether that be rescue hostages, capture a certain. Uh, agent destroy a certain object in location. There's all the stuff at the Abbey. Uh, so which is your hub base? Which is which is the hub base. So the Abbey's huge to explore. Um, and then as you're as you're playing, you you unlock the ability to unlock certain areas of the Abbey itself and its grounds because they're all closed up. They're locked behind. Uh, it's magic. Yeah, magic. Thank you. Just keep for, it simple. Like, just keep it simple. They're all behind, like of, insignias a, and like yeah, little magic you I'm don't learn. Like you gotta learn throughout yeah, the game as, yeah. as you as you progress through the game, you learn you learn essentially words of power to unlock certain areas, and then there's just more stuff to do. Um, so I spent a lot of the first couple of days exploring the abbey, getting as much of the collectibles as I can. Um, there's essentially hidden um, hidden chests around to uh, to unlock all this all this fun stuff, and then you've got um, you, like your your deck building. So after every mission, you get an assortment of cards, you pick the cards that you want to keep, and then once you get uh, duplicate cards, you can either upgrade them to a stronger version of a single card, or you can disenchant them, I think is the term that they use. and that gives you the in-game currency to craft more cards and then so on and so forth. Decks are pretty small. 10 cards i think it's 10 cards and you cycle through them as need be but yeah it's really there's so many different mechanics in just the hub base before you even get to the combat that's that can feel daunting and overwhelming at times it does a pretty good job of kind of like tutorialing you and onboarding you into them um i found that you can probably skip most of them uh the combat isn't too difficult uh, it is you know, a tactic if you've played XCOM, it's essentially XCOM with it with a Marvel skin. So as long as you use your surroundings well and, you know, think out and strategize your your turns, it, it, it's it is it isn't too unforgiving. Uh there's no there doesn't seem to be any permadeath like in XCOM, so you're not gonna lose your favorite hero or anything like that, which is cool. But yeah, I'm I'm kinda I'm really digging it. Yeah, look, I've done, like I... the first two or three bosses like big bosses. I'm in a I'm in a very similar space. I am digging it in terms of like the like when we
0: get to the sweet the XCOM style combat encounters, mm. big thumbs up, big thumbs up. I think I think they're absolutely amazing. I, I really enjoy them because it's just MCP for me. Pardon me, it's just Marvel Crisis Protocol, right? So it's the table it's the table game that I really enjoy. It's the minis that I paint, Brilliant. But uh, it's it's that in it's in uh, in the middle time that I'm not not sold on. I'm just like, oh, this is kind of interesting so as you mentioned like when you have these little influences around like persona and sort of building relationships between the other members um you're also in that little
1: open world but like i feel that's where it's because you you had the same problem with persona right you enjoyed the dungeon diving part of it and it was a social aspect that kind of Oh, you no, know, I shit
0: game. on Persona, but I like Persona as a package. I think Persona as a package yeah. is great, right? But, like, I guess coming into this game, I didn't expect it to have this part. Now we're answered because mm-hmm. once we went, I like this game, I'm going to go media blackout. And that's what we do, right? But the idea is we, we catch up with the, the news that we need to, the news that is relevant, but knowing full well that, like, we don't want to go, we want to have, go in as relatively objective or minim- minimally subjective as we can. Right? So I I wasn't aware that there was these sort of frenzying sort of scenarios where you go out and like, you know, kiss hands and, and do that sort of stuff, which is cool. However, I feel this is where it's games at its weakest because I feel the controls are a little floaty and like the 3D space isn't quite there, doesn't feel as good. Um, the character models, as you mentioned, when they're suited up, fantastic, look awesome. Second you get their gear off and you, hot, and you sort of, you know, the, you see their human faces it's a little bit shit. Now the Abbey itself as a, as a, as a hub base, pretty cool. It's kind of fun. You get to do some really cool customization. Like you have this little, you have your own little bedroom and you can deck it out how you like. Well, not really. You just kind of buy shit and fill it up, but it's not completely customizable in the truest sense of the word. It's just enough, enough customizable. You can somewhat personalize it. But to the person that the personalizing is, is there or is it isn't, that's kind of it. Um, you like there are those little additional currencies throughout the world and that you can just find if you wander around the abbey enough so like they really design it in such a way to have you explore the grounds but it forces you and like you're like hey you know you want to do that thing with that card you better go find those pieces so you start wandering around and whatever and that there is like there's own little sec- second story going on Within the Abbey itself. So it's what should be enticing you to go out and explore and find new things. And that's kind of cool. I like that as a concept. So once again, it's just... the What Firaxis are known for is exceptional in this game. The new part... There's still some room to work. Does that make sense? hmm Because, like, yeah, the card stuff, love it. Like, it's ju- it's just enough, like, complicated enough for me to go, Ooh, I get this. Sorry, it's simple enough for me to get it, but not complicated enough for me to break. Because like when it comes to any sort of card game mechanics mechanics I've talked about on here before, if you have cards that are like, if this, that, then, blah, blah, and I go, fuck, and I got no idea. The card mechanics are simple enough, you can start tagging them together to build that combo, but it's not enough that it will like, brain, like if you're not, if you don't think that way, it may, like you're not going to be out of, out of, out of sorts. <sighs> Um, yeah, it so said when it wants to, looks amazing. Um, and, and one of the early bosses, an example, Venom, uh, Fallen Venom. So it looks like regular Venom, but he's possessed. So he's got cool honking horns and stuff. looks really, really good. Uh, some of the character suits look really, really good. The main character, however, once again, because they are semi-customizable, they don't look as good as the rest of the world. Now, I do believe The Voice is done by Matt Mercer. Um, which is which is cool for those that like Matt Mercer, but there's an inconsistency in their delivery of Marvel. As you mentioned, there is that uncanny valley of, oh, these aren't the Marvel characters that I know. However, Doctor Strange, nothing like Benedict Cumberbatch. Doesn't look like him, doesn't sound like him. Iron Man, however, looked, doesn't look like tony stark but they've got a pretty solid sound alike. you know what i mean like they've intentionally tried to go for robert downey jr's iron man right and even like uh the spider-man or the voice actor they got for spider-man kind of falls in line with uh the the other the, others, the so- sony's like uh, insomniac's marvel spider-man so it's like oh okay well it's clearly it's similar but once again, it's like that—that that little gap. There's a little gap of I know what you're going for, but it's not quite there. And all the other characters, yeah, they speak fine, but every but everything feel like there doesn't feel like there's that flow to the conversation because even by delivery, it's face, 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 face. So it's it's sorry for those you know it's it's, it's essentially the two sh- you know the one shot camera right where it's cut at one face, cut other face, cut other face, cut other face. So it's kind of it's very stilted in its delivery because it's 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 that, it's not an organic conversation. It's, I read block of text. Now that reads block of text. Now you read block think, of text. I
1: think that's due to the fact that there's so many different dialogue options to choose. But right there really aren't. React.
0: There really aren't. Like, yeah, well, there, are moment, there are There, moments there, the get, there are moments where you get, yeah, there are yeah. moments where you get an option of three choices and they therefore, and they impact the game itself, like light, light energy, dark energy, like you're hero, villain or neutral. Mm but really like looking at the way the like the camera delivery works you can really only tell that the next maybe two or three lines are part of that original decision and then it goes back to what it wanted to be because yeah. like you know it'll go cut 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 sweeping cut like oh well the sweeping cut wouldn't be wouldn't be cut into it into what the answer was that's that's where it returns back to the part the scripted part that it was already on so like i know i'm essentially nitpicking here right but it's just these little things that, that I'm noticing that aren't giving it its full like exploring the abbey grounds should be fun it's a massive part of the game if anything at this moment in time I've spent more time fucking around in the abbey than I have in the in the combat encounters but the game it, like the the grounds is just, is fine and it's fine enough i just want to get to the next combat but like I was expecting more combat kind of side story thing combat like the combat isn't the main part of this game for some reason does that make sense or at least an experience that i've had so far because everything is day night day night day night right and if you happen to be like i i i'm I'm having a good time with the combat and i'm i'm getting through it pretty easy so the combat encounters aren't going that long but when i go back into the outside world where it's free reign and that's like there's all these different things you have to do. Make sure you go over down to the forge. Make sure you go over to the you know the thing that Captain Marvel's doing. Make sure you go explore out there to try find the different uh, magic-y things to then do the next thing. Go over there. So you're doing all this little fuck assing around. And I mean, but
1: by- that all is skippable. All you have to do is go to the bed and sleep, and then yeah. it's daytime again. But the
0: game, sleep. but the game is delivered in such a way that you you need all these things. Yeah. Because if you want to get better cards, if you want to you know build up those those better combos, that you know when you get into that combat, which is what you're there for, you have to build up your friendships. You have to go find the little purple orbs and yellow and green and whatever they're hanging around. Like it's these literally microtransaction, or they feel microtransaction, like, hey, you're, there's all these little credits you have to have. Now you can't buy them anywhere. You got to find them and earn them. And that's pretty cool. But like when it's a day, night cycle, there's only so many things you can do in one day. It's like, oh, okay, well, I can't just, like, really, you know, grind out, like, go do missions that just grind out um, the green ones, ability essence or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Does that make any sense, or am I just sound like I'm being a whiny cryboy?
1: It makes sense, but, like, like I said, I, I'm, like, I'm a little bit further than you. At no point, like, I, I think I played about twice as much as you going yeah, by probably. the day night cycle, because I'm, I'm about day nine, ten. Not once have I ever had to go out and be like, oh, I can't upgrade this because I haven't done something that I should have done. Okay. And there have been nights that I've just gone. It's like, oh, go go do a hangout. I'm like, no, fuck, fucking want to do a hangout. So I just want to go do the next combat. So I just go to bed. Mm. and Do it. Okay. So the, you know, there's there's a few things that I haven't done yet. Like there's these uh, there's the hunter trials, which which unlock uh, the the big parts of the abbey itself mm-hmm. and and give you your big upgrades i just haven't done those yet um and like uh same with like uh, dr dr strange and tony Stark are are essentially your smithies yeah and you know if you don't if you never do missions that give research data you can never uh uh, dr strange never gets better so you can't you, you research to stop exactly yep but like I also, I've upgraded all my research stuff, but I've also never crafted an item Mm -hmm. or used an item in battle. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just one of those things.
0: Yeah, it just feels like that they're they're getting you to focus on the part that they're not as good at and that's not as fleshed out. Mm. Like it's getting kind of caught in the weeds. Still really enjoying it though. Like the second I'm done here, I'm probably going to play it. You know, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not as if that I'm like, oh, I'm detracted by it. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. There's a couple of room, uh, things of improvement here that would be really nice. And if it was the if it was a more focus on the combat, then it would be a win. But it's just not quite there. But once again, I'm like four hours in, five hours in. Really. So... I'm, I'm, a, I'm aware that there, that there is things that I may not have seen yet, but we'll be spending more time with that over, uh, over the coming week, as we always say, because we always do. But the big difference here is that like, cause the problem that we've had the last two weeks is that Max and I can't seem to play a game because we're just too distracted by fucking Call of Duty DMZ. And thankfully they released an update this week that just fucks our ping for some reason. And both you and I can't seem to get into a DMZ match with under 104 ping, 104 milliseconds. But we were getting, what, 25 the day before? Pushed an update, 104. And we've done everything within our power to alter it on our side, which tells us very quickly that it's an Activision side of things. And it does kind of make the game a little unplayable. So, Call of Duty's off for a little while.
1: Although in saying that, I did play like one game last night at 250 ping. And I managed to snipe someone out of a car that they were driving. Yeah.
0: I think because if everyone's playing, everyone's on the same shitty ping, it kind of works.
1: Oh, they, they 100% work. Because the two people I was playing with had 20 ping. Ah. Okay. So. Yeah, was, that's a problem. I just, I, I like flicked the shit out of it, clearly. Yeah.
0: And, and like, like yeah, like I've done a couple of runs by myself with in that higher, that, that higher range. And like, I didn't even see any other players. I kind of just did what I needed and get out I think everyone kind of was like if, if it was a collective server everyone having a shitty run like this is still what we got to do and get out of here because I've been just finishing up missions and, and then then bouncing out but i am doing it for a long time already we haven't even got into the main like the, the big hunt, run of the show but yeah look we'll have more to say about uh, Midnight Suns as we'll both be playing that over this week I will be playing some more Callisto Protocol um, I'll hope because it's 10 hours I, when, the, when I got told it was 10 hours I was like oh shit I can totally work with that that's great um, it's those big honking games that are killing me at the moment and look I'm gonna take some time off work like obviously we've got Christmas break soon but I'm gonna sneak some time off before then just because I'm fucking dying so I, I really need a break before even break before my break so with that time I might just just chill out like because even yesterday um, the time of recording like my plan was mental health day and I didn't I, I, even though I, I did do it in the morning and then I got to hang out with my son in the afternoon like my my full day of just, no responsibilities, nothing. It was just do the washing and play games. I didn't really get to see it, to get, see it through to fruition. Um, so I'm a little bit bummed about that, but like I'm still happy. I would see my kids. So I, I will never not say no to seeing my mm. kids. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I hope I'll get some time off. Maybe not this week, but. Possibly the week after, which would be cool. All right, let's get into the section we call Inform the Players We Tell You about what happened this week in PlayStation. Uh, A
1: couple of things here, Max. Mm. So we'll kick things off as we usually do. The PlayStation Plus Essential games that were leaked were totally correct. Uh, This month we are getting Mass Effect Legendary Edition for PS4, Biomutant PS5, PS4, and Divine Knockout PS5, PS4. Divine Knockout being a brand new game. Brand new launching straight to PlayStation Plus with the brand new day one fucking tag that Sony made. Oh, okay. Uh similar to that of like play it first on Games Pass. It's 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 fucking day one on PlayStation on Plus or whatever the fuck it is. Um so maybe there's gonna be more in the future. I mean we saw Stray launch straight to Extra. Uh Bug uh, snacks. Bug snacks, fucking Rocket League. Yep. Um there's been heaps and they've all done
0: but, but they previously weren't tagged in such a way so if they, anything they this is indicating not. that this is going to be potentially some sort of new initiative which is not a bad thing because if this is what they would like to do then sick you know That's and it? And, if it, and then once again you're like PS Plus is crap we talk about this each and every week and anytime that, that there is no real way for them to
1: sort of PS Plus is great as long as you don't have premium yeah, yeah it's the upper tiers okay. that are poo like uh, well, I would imagine it's probably great everywhere else in the world. It's just in the in the countries that don't have access to the PS3 titles, it's just not good. Yeah, you're, pa- you're essentially paying for a service that you're just never gonna get. Bingo.
0: But in this, in terms of the essentials here, look, Mass Effect, you get f- the three Mass Effect games plus all the DLC for free, essentially, uh, and that's pretty tight. Like like these are all the remastered ones, and you know this came out early last year, and the game's good. Like I played the first one, I only really jumped into two or three, just because I didn't have that much time to spend in all those games. But if you want bang for your non-existent buck, that's probably the, one of the best things to come to PS Plus in a very long time. Biomutant Mutant is fine. It is most, it is most definitely a double A game. I think we reviewed it back in the day. We were given a code thanks to what well, was at the time, Coach Media, Coach Media, uh, and yeah, now it's got a PS Five port. so That's pretty sweet. Divine Knockout, I don't really know know anything about it, but. It's not. It looks 3D brawler. Yeah, most certainly not the uh, the worst thing to come out. But speaking of things that are coming out though, with uh, a little over a month to the Last of Us HBO series, which comes out in January 18, uh, they have released a new series of posters, which each of them showing different characters. Uh, so you've got your Joels, your Allies, you know, uh, you, uh, fucking what's the her name? Chesters.
1: Yeah. Jet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. All, all, pretty much all of them. Uh, like there's the there's the, all the main dudes. Yeah. There's. There's, like, the uh, uh, Ali's friend, whose name escapes me right now, from last Sam. Left Behind. Sam. No, Sam is brother. Uh, then they've got, like, Nick Offerman's character, and then Tess, and sort of, you know, all the, all the big ones, which is really cool. Marlene and, and all that. yeah, Marlene, thank you. At a time of recording, they dropped a trailer this morning. Mm, I is. haven't watched it yet. I'll be I also it. haven't watched it.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah. yes so, crimson unfortunately you did miss close sorry yeah
0: Cl- crimson in the chat asks uh yeah what did you yeah what did you think of uh um crystal yeah we, we chatted that up a bit earlier on but that's fine um what in the chat no goes hey ryan what's your thoughts on triple H h's kratos triple H h's kratos like i've seen pictures of before and that'd be amazing um True as Kratos in Last of Us, that's that's a big string of words. In God of War, I'd be okay with that. So Christopher Judge, uh, speaking of, of, of PlayStation Productions, essentially put out this week the idea that he would like to play Kratos in the in their in their show, the Amazon show. I wouldn't be mad at that at all, actually, because he who could better nail the tone, the delivery, apart from Kratos himself. Now Christopher Judge is an incredible actor. Is he the size? that that Kratos needs to be no but if they can allegedly um you know buff up Natalie Portman digitally in Ragnarok allegedly I'm sure they can make Judge look huge um but yeah Kratos is also too uh, sorry Triple H is also too old uh who was someone else we saw that would be really good don't remember but I'm itching as hell super super keen for The Last of Us, uh, I haven't watched the trailer yet because I know, I'll probably cry at it like I did the other, like I did the last, even the teaser trailer. So I was like, uh, I wanna make sure I'm in a safe space. So I'm gonna have a try, have a cry. Next one, next.
1: We have a possible classic title or Just one, just coming. one. No, 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 there's a, there's a few. Oh. There's a few at the bottom. But earlier this week, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the PlayStation Portable version, was listed on the PlayStation Store as a classic title, meaning it could possibly come to PS4 or PS5 as part of the PlayStation Plus Premium Package. While it did release on PlayStation 2, it appears Sony has chosen to bring the PSP version over to modern consoles. Quote, this title has been converted from the PSP version to the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 consoles and provides newly added features. Consequently, there may be times where the title plays differently from the PSP version, or where some features may cause the title to not function properly." Quote. Uh, Sony is set to announce the list of PlayStation Plus Premium games as well as the extra titles in a few weeks, so it is likely Star Wars Battlefront 2 could be part of that. If not, it does join the likes of Syphon Filter 3, Dino Crisis, Ridge Racer 2, Resistance Retribution, and Soul Calibur Broken Destiny, waiting in the wings they have all been leaked through either age ratings or early posts from sony what why the fuck are playstation doing it this way no, no, no give me a minute like cause this is the thing they have this
0: system they have this 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 subscription service in place and the idea is hey you can play old games that you like and they haven't been doing it but when they do there's always a fucking twist you what you get the original star wars battlefront oh fuck
1: yeah the psp version why Well, I think the PSP version was just as good. It just didn't have the single player campaign. But you get my.
0: If I want to play just a multiplayer Battlefront, I'll play the one that just already fucking come out a couple years ago.
1: It doesn't have space battles.
0: Oh, oh, it does. Not in the same thing. It doesn't have fucking land to space battles. Thank you. But, like, this isn't. Like, there's always an asterisk for some fucking reason. And even though, like, we don't get to play them, right? hey, here's all the original fucking Ratchet and Clank games, oh, amazing, on the PS3 version, oh, why, you know what I mean, it's like, it's always little reasons, like, here's something, but there's a catch, here's something, like, here's a reason you should be excited, yeah, but don't, like, it's, it's, it's like, why are they then handing, like, they go to hand you something, and then punch themselves in the hand, I don't get it, it's fucking dumb, it should be easy. And like, yeah, cool. So, like, you know, they, yes, they have these games in the wing, but what's going to be the catch? Like, are we going to get Dino Crisis 2 before we get Dino Crisis 1?
1: I'll, that wouldn't surprise me.
0: You get my point? Why not drop Cyber Filter 1, 2, and 3 at the same fucking time? They were all rated at the same fucking time. Why not drop them at the same fucking time? Because the game really goes for like four hours if you play it, like you kind of rush through it. And when you don't have a massive list of games to go through, don't artificially extend it like at the fucking Wii store. Do it properly. Jesus Christ. I just don't understand how like... A company can just fuck it up so hard like it like they are they delayed chose to roll it out there was no pressure everyone knew it was coming but I just don't get it I'm fucked it I'm just yelling about uh, Crimson Ass, who fucked up just PlayStation in general I'm about PS plus it's just it it continues to fucking baffle me but like look the, you know the essential tier great those monthly games still fucking slap even on a shit month, they're still pretty good. No one even talks about games of gold anymore because they are just dog shit. But Game Passes are staggeringly better. Anymore, oh, it still right? exists, but they suck. All right. Speaking of classic games, for like the two games that they have on there, the classic ones, the PS1 games, you may remember once again talking about, hey, here's something cool, but there's a punch in the dick with it. Back in the day, when they launched the PS Plus Premium service, fans in around the world were disappointed that, especially in the European regions, like us here in Australia, that we were we were receiving the PAL versions, the PAL versions. Now, back in the day of CRT TVs, that was not a bad thing, because those TVs ran at the fucking 60 hertz. Spoilers, TVs now don't, right? So, it ran like dog shit. It looked bad, it was juddery, and it just gave you motion sickness. And we're like, hey, why don't we have the NTSC version? There was never really an answer. The assumption was that the Europe versions had more language options. That was the safest reason that we all had to speculate on, on why they would use the PAL. But guess what, Max? If you haven't already played Cyber Filter and Apescape for the four hours those games offer, and you want to do it again for some reason, well, you can. Now, five months after, the, after they were launched on the servers, you can now toggle the 50Hz mode. So you can run it at a actual frame pace that doesn't make you want to f- vomit on your couch. Congratulations, PlayStation. You did the bare minimum.
1: Uh, yeah. It's rough. That's it. I don't have anything that else. That is it. All right, let's move on to- I can't, I Ass- just can't. I just I can't at this point. Let's move on to some Assassin's Creed stuff. So we'll talk about Mirage first. So, According to a new report from uh, the reliable Insider Gaming, Mirage may actually be targeting an August 2023 launch due to internal delays. The article states that the open-world title was originally aiming for a much earlier release date, but has now been pushed back twice, presumably due to development issues. The publication speculates that stretching development across last-gen consoles, because Mirage is a cross-gen title on PS5 and PS4, could be causing the problems. If Mirage really does launch in August, it will be three years since the release of the previous installment, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The report does go on to say that Assassin's Creed Red, the teased title that's set in Japan, is also facing issues in development. Meanwhile, Assassin's Creed Hex is apparently doing well and will possibly enter full production sooner rather than later. Cool.
0: Like, look, I, this is, uh, the one advantage here is that there's going to be an appetite, presumably, for the, for Mirage. Um, not for me personally, but uh, those that are fans of the Assassin's Creed will be excited because Valhalla came out and fucking back in the day, and like when we were getting annual, it was horrible. Biannually, yeah. awesome. Try annually, <laughs> not a bad thing. Once again, I mean, because granted.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry, go finish it. Finish <laughs> yeah, well, it. Yeah, granted,
0: like these, like they they bolster these games with artificial length all the time, like so much that you could play it for three years and not finish it, and
1: well speaking of which valhalla did have so much support that um i I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago they announced the last chapter update which is going to be the end of uh, the support for valhalla and they've decided to give it to us a week early did this happen by accident uh no they're like just have fun it was oh uh, i I thought i saw something that was like oh we fucked up and we just released it now whoops my bad (laughs) so ubisoft has pushed the assassin's creed last chapter update live on ps5 and ps4 a week earlier than anticipated the patch was set to go live on the 6th of december uh, it's unclear as to why ubisoft has done this but the post from the official assassin's creed twitter account reads quote we hope you enjoy the last chapter of Ivor's story and the additional surprises we have before 2022 comes to an end end quote interesting
0: i would do, do you
1: think that means that
0: something is going to drop some news in the coming coming weeks before the end of 2022 little surprises we have before 2022 comes to an end vgas maybe like maybe but i reckon yeah what if they date the next game they date mirage and then yeah hey you know what you you know mirage is not till this time we dropped we've already dropped the dlc last week go fucking play it again that's pretty cool no new game plus
1: (laughs) thank god (laughs) beautiful
0: uh, no, I'm not, I'm not Ask, wonder forward. if part of why Valhalla is leaving PS Plus. Very likely, because those that like you know they dropped the they drop this new DLC. People have been enjoying it on PS Plus. <laughs> you gotta buy it now. It's possible, very possible, it's very tin hat,
1: but it's possible. DLC is free.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you still gotta buy the game though. Give them a point. All right, All right. summer E three fest. Look, the summer game fest twenty twenty three, which is. You know, great, because it's hot as balls right now. Uh, but this is not this is not Australian summer. This is the American summer. Uh, uh, once again, be hosted by Jeff Keighley. It will prep for an 8th of June return, uh, complete with a live audience at the YouTube Theater in LA, and with, yes, world premieres, trademark. The new E3 2023 will run the 13th of June to the 16th of June as it's at its old home of the LA Convention Center, so it should make for an action-packed week of announcements, uh, allegedly. I still don't get excited by E3. I haven't in like four years. Of course, that's also dependent on whether publishers will actually participate. Yeah! There's no mention of whether PlayStation will be involved with the summer game fairs, but Kielich says the show will blend live gameplay demonstrations with announcements, so we're going back to the old way of doing things, which is pretty cool. Quote, over the past three years, Summer Game Fest has cultivated an incredible community around the world through our digital-first events, and we're thrilled to invite thousands of fans to experience the Summer Game Fest show in person for the first time in 2023. In keeping with tradition, we'll have tons of exciting announcements from the developers that are pushing the games industry forward, and we'll once again highlight other publisher digital events, demos, and more surprises to be announced in the coming months. Is there still a... Pl- I know this is a repeated
1: conversation and E3 just won't seem to die. No. It, no. I mean, we've survived without it. it. It hasn't run for the last couple of years. I don't think it needs to be there.
0: Me either. Like, I, I, I appreciate the idea of them going back to their do live demos because that's one of the greatest things because that mm-hmm. makes it feel really organic. Like, if someone fucks up a live demo, you go, ha ha, cool. You know, but... When a lot of the times... We have these digital events, which just could have been fucking trailers dropped in your YouTube subscription feed. There needs to be something different. And I'm okay with them trying this, whether will it be successful, probably not because it's the old way of doing things and old isn't always better because it, like the old was worked at the time because of that time. All right. Am I keen to be proven wrong? Yes. I love being proven wrong. Because I know I am incredibly, incredibly fallible. So if it just happens to just really work next year, awesome. Tell me to go, hey, remember that Ryan, you are super cynical about it? I'm like, yeah, I was. And I got corrected. We came for that.
1: Quick Biddies. Yeah. Monster Hunter Rise confirmed for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 release date 20th of January. So, uh, was well, Switch exclusive? Yeah. Everything. The only like the only
0: challenge I see coming with this is everyone thinking that this might, I guess those not in the know, might see this as the sequel to World, which it most certainly isn't. And <laughs> it's just <laughs> no. not going to be as good, powerful, or pretty as World. Yeah. So,
1: prepare to be somewhat disappointed. Apparently, it's really, really good, though. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16 director will be hosting a special live presentation at the Game Awards this week. Didn't they announce something that you get all boned up in Melbourne? Oh yeah, there's a there's a fan event called Capcom coming to Melbourne in 2024. I don't I mean, know what that to is. Year. To be rad, uh, Tekken 8 is coming to the Game Awards as well. Apparently, keen huh? uh, for that because that looked mint last time we yeah, saw it. Yeah, I'm uh, itching for more Tekken. Actually, I think it'd be really cool. you <laughs> uh, go. Uh, as we uh, previously mentioned, Sony assigned over 150 employees to aid Callista Protocol's production, which explains why it only runs on PlayStation. In theory. Games. Like, that's
0: very... Once again, that's also very tinfoil hattie. But, like, what <laughs> this, this actually opens up quite a number of other questions, right? Because, once again, this game is not exclusive. The only thing about this game that connects it to PlayStation, apart from being on the console, is marketing. So when I was watching uh, the last WWE pay-per-view, they were cluster protocol was the main marketing partner and they were pushing playstation ads so is this connected to that marketing deal potentially is this playstation seeing some potential in um in the studio is this seeing sort of what the game you know could be and its importance or is this them sort of putting in some groundwork like you know i'm not saying that they're going to go out of their way to sort of like buy striking distance but like are they doing it enough to just sort of go Hey, these guys are pretty cool. Like, or they're like, we want we. This game needs to be good. We need to see it through. Here's some money. Here's some talent. And like, because once again, we're in a position right now with all the PlayStation studios. We, we are we are presuming that they are working on something. But outside of Spider Man and Wolverine, everything's dead quiet. So, like, are these people just waiting for stuff to happen? So they twiddle in their thumbs. So rather than sit there with their thumbs up their ass, they can actually go work on something and do, do some stuff, which in turn only makes them get more experience, gives them a, a break from what they're currently doing. You know, like, it's, it, it opens up a lot more questions that I don't think we'll have answers to. Yeah. Um. But what, what's your thoughts on it, Max, aside from the... Is, is there more to this than just people worked I, on
1: it? I, I don't think so,
0: because they like they, they, they used. I think they used Unreal, so it's not as yeah, it's, it's an Unreal, yeah, Unreal Engine Five, which once again Sony has quite. Once again, this could be a deal between Epic, because PlayStation or Sony, I should say, have have a uh, quite a fiscal stake within. Uh, within the Unreal within Epic so therefore within Unreal Engine 5 uh, so maybe it's possible that these uh, they're just the most trained up people that have access to uh, UE3 a uh, UE5 sorry like hey well these guys got great skill sets let's help them out maybe it's them like maybe it's some important people within the development studios of, of PlayStation that are now learning how to run Unreal Engine 5 so when they come back they go hey these are the things we learned on UE5 this is going to help the next game that we work on. I think maybe it's that sort of synergistic relationship rather than like an exclusivity, locking them down, being manipulative about it. It's like, this is all learn something.
1: For sure. Possible. Possible's everywhere. Persona 5 Royal has surpassed 1 million sales across PlayStation 5 and the other new platforms it's released on.
0: Once again, like I, I shit on Persona 5 all the time just because weebs games are dumb, but like it is a
1: brilliant game and Royal just made an already brilliant game more brilliant. Yeah, uh, and the second Street Fighter six beta is coming the sixteenth of December, but it's harder to get into. Yeah, apparently it's already ra- it's rated in some way. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so it's coming out. I, I give me. I reckon you, the first six months of next year. If you were in the first beta, you will automatically be in the second beta. But were you? if you want to sign, no. Oh, well, I forgot to sign up. Go on, yeah. But if you want to sign up now, you have to sign up using your Capcom account. I think it's Capcom, right? Yeah, Capcom Street Fighter's Capcom. Yeah. You have to have to sign up with a Capcom account, and the code given to you will be linked to your Capcom account. It's apparently a ton of people are fucking selling their keys for the first beta. God damn you, bastards! Is ruining it for so, everyone else. uh yeah, it's super picky this time around. Okay.
0: Like, I, like I said, I'm always been a Tekken guy, so like, I'm like, eh. and we like we played it Although, at Pax and it was fine.
1: We, we played Street Fighter at Pax and it was pretty good
0: it was pretty, pretty good all right but look as i said street fighter 6 might be coming out probably the first half of next year is what i'm thinking but here are the games that are coming out this week 5th of december you get a game called sword Ship on ps5 on the 6th of december you get divine knockout on ps5 and ps4 You also get firefighting simulator the squad oh, hey ps5 ps4 you get hindsight ps5 and ps4 Cuckoo's Lost Pets PS4 Shredders both PS5 and PS4 Sky Children of Light PS4 Warhammer Forty Thousand Inquisitor Martyr on the PS5 on the 7th of December you get Bot Bot Gaiden PS5 PS4 Terror of Hamasaurus, PS5 PS4 Toogs T O G E S I think Togues, Togs, no idea PS5 PS4 on the 8th of December Chained Echoes on both consoles Samurai Maiden both consoles The Forest Quartet not a sequel to The Forest, uh, both consoles, The Rumble Fish 2, Rumble Fish 1 was a game, so I'm glad they made a second, PS5, PS4, uh, Which on, on the Holy Night on PS4, on the 9th of December, two titles, Adventure Academia, The Fractured Continent on the PS4, and Cyberhook on the PS4, zero standouts, go play Marvel Midnight Salsa. <laughs> <laughs> i oh. get that
1: Rumblefish too <laughs> yeah
0: Rumblefish too though like you know, you know your games done well if you get to make a second one that no one knows as much as the first one
1: <laughs> firefighting simulator kind of sounds rad too yeah
0: uh but in the chat uh crimson asked us ask us a question um and we, this is one one thing i always forget to do because like we wouldn't do the light when we do the rec- live recording back in the day we used to have a section called from the players where, where people would ask questions and we'd ask them and we answer them at the end of the show i guess we kind of do that now within um within the show so here we go uh they have asked so this so crimson goes for some reason rockstar games is going to the game awards but what do you all think rockstar is doing
1: max Uh, not non-alpha footage of gta 6 yeah they're gonna show us a a, a fucking picture of the map (laughs) that's it yeah like (sighs) We're we're gonna get the map the logo and it it coming yeah i think you might get yeah you might get like
0: a trailer confirmation of gta6 but like and that's and it will be like surface level at best
1: because obviously after after that big leak that happened they came out and said you know the leak's not going to affect anything We're you know we're still on track we're still doing things yada 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 this might be because they've been silent since then this may be they're like hey this is it uh we are doing gta6 here's some here's some stuff it's still a while away i don't i don't think they're gonna
0: be because even outside of the the verbal confirmation of gta 6 i haven't seen anything so i reckon like even when they first did that trailer for gta 5 it was very surface level it didn't show any of the characters it just showed like driving land sea air shooting they might we might get something like that if they're doing a GTA Six. Like holy shit, they could be doing like a port of Red Dead Redemption Two to PS Five. It's unlikely, but it's possible. Um, what else? Manhunt Three. That's not happening. Bully Two. That'd be pretty cool, um, but none of it's happening. Look, a, the best case scenario. It's it's likely not that impressive. GTA
1: Six news. It's probably is likely the answer. Or it could be nothing, and they could just be a presenter like. They could just be there. From the, yeah. From the Muppets. Yeah uh and no
0: goes uh the 14th of december oh witcher 3 next gen yeah i'm playing it cool though I'm playing uh-huh. it. uh crimson also adds just hit me it's december i know the worst case look it's probably like some dlc fucking trailer for gta online for the christmas event because they don't they always seem to have a christmas event
1: yeah, it normally snows.
0: Yeah, because I know, mean, like you and I, because you and I in the last couple of <laughs> years have always ended up playing. it becomes like fucking shit. Yeah, you and I always end up playing GTA Six uh, Five online over our Christmas break, and just go but in forget, and cause some shit.
1: Everyone, everyone mm-hmm. needs to watch the Game Awards because they're giving away hundred and eighty Steam decks. Really? Yeah, apparently one every minute.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, Joseph Farris is going to be there, so let's hope he says something fucking dumb. When is that? Friday. oh okay so, so we'll get to talk about it ahead of next week that's pretty cool it, okay well that, that's that's back ended with any
1: predictions do you have any predictions of what you think we might see at the game awards of what we're gonna see yeah uh yeah final fantasy is gonna get a release date mm-hmm. the other theory is that if final fantasy doesn't get a release date the director for 16 is also the the genius who bought uh, Final Fantasy Online back to life. So there could just be a new fucking expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen Online. Okay. Either way, I'd be happy. <laughs> um, other than that, there'll be the... You know, Killies has got... Maybe we'll see what the fuck Kojima's three f- um, icons mean. Yep. Um, uh, I don't know. So some weird fucking ads from The Rock, maybe. Oh, yeah. Some interesting... Uh, yeah, I... I don't think like I'm, not, I'm with the
0: market now benefiting in like individual companies to do their own digital events. I'm expecting a really like C plus B level announcements out of here. But like, whatever the next fucking
1: Keely does seem to have No, Keely, no no.
0: Keely gets one good announcement. Every event has one good announcement and he holds it off to the end and that's it
1: really Uh, and then obviously the big one being like a ton of awards going to god of war and a ton of awards going to
0: god of war has got a win of stack elden ring won't as many and everyone will cry because the the real game just is getting it um yeah and there'll be a couple of cool announcements final fantasy 16 may i'm seeing possible like wild what's that wild hearts probably might be there that's the new EA Monster Hunter game, which is, I'm sure they're really fucking butthurt now that Monster Hunter Rise has come into all the consoles and suddenly get sad. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I said Fortnite, the next Fortnite season will be there. The um, bunch of unnecessary uh, ads. Uh, wait, the the new Fortnite season starts now. I think it just went live. Yeah, I'm sure they'll ago. still advertise it because it's money. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see that project infinite or whatever, like that other uh, bullshit subsidiary of Tencent will be all over this again. I'm sure because Jeff Keighley just takes all the money wherever. because um, he's a big old big old like just slopping all over that those uh those dollars.
1: Maybe that new Star Wars game Jedi fallen yeah the, yeah
0: the new ea respawn no, jedi former no, no, i can't think of what the name yeah, is Yeah, pretty cool I, I look i just i am tired for one and my brain hurts two i'm cynical as shit so like i'm just going um uh, well whatever happens happens i guess it's kind of <laughs> where I, i'm at with this but cool well we'll have oh, more right. at least we we'll have no we'll have that to talk about next week which is pretty exciting
1: does that mean we're going to do our gamer game of the year Next week, or are we going to leave it for the following week? Nah, following or, week in the
0: yeah. la- last week of the show because we, we've got what two weeks left of the, the show. Real ge- the real game awards. Yeah, so no. let's see. So we got one, two. Yeah, we literally have two more episodes for the for the year. So we have uh, the one that go. Uh, sorry, yeah, the one that goes up well, tomorrow, the twelfth, and the nineteenth.
1: Assassin's Creed is what you yeah. telling me. So I have
0: two weeks to finish Red Dead Redemption two.
1: Fuck. I should finish at least one game on the backlog list. Yeah, I can I can roll over Death Star in like two sure, weeks. Right? Pretty sure, pretty sure can. But there you go. Yeah, last show of the year, the nineteenth. Uh, we'll go
0: live on on the on the on the feeds on the nineteenth. I have
1: to watch like a like a speed run strat video and see if I can fucking speed run the bitch. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you everyone yeah. for joining us once again. So you know, we've got two more episodes left for the year. Then we're going on break. Uh, have a bit of sleep, play some games, but without the pressure.
1: Um, not that we really pressure ourselves too much anyway. Max. Well, yeah, we- at some point in the next two weeks, too, we're going to try and nail down a spoiler card.
0: Yeah, so I, I once again, I, I hit up uh, some people about that, and we might, I think this week's the answer. What, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that
1: on offline. Max, send us home. All right, everybody. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. But if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can. Come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv
0: slash popcalfus where you can watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you guys watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, to comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popcultures, as well as our merchandise store, the slash shop. We can buy shirts and other sort of shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was For The Players uh the cray the in the chat jumps goes hey there's your t-shirt the pop culture speed run that bitch if you want to design a shirt that just says speed run that bitch but like in a cool font or even just like standard font <laughs>
1: in a cool
0: font i'll put yeah i'll put sure that comes up with like comic sand yeah speed run <laughs> that bitch and yeah because that'll sell like the the our most successful shirts are the ones that aren't related to fucking us at all so <laughs> you know we, we don't really speed run much but like it's a cool shirt maybe we can move it
1: would you buy it max I speed ran today after my coffee. That was fucking scary. Hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was hot, actually. Was very hot.